Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ride along with Laura Reynolds as she talks to the auto designers, creators, and makers about the automobiles we love as we go Driving in Heels. It's Driving in Heels. I'm Laura Reynolds, your host. And on this week's show, I talk directly to AAA about their newly released study. It asks the question, is raising the speed limit worth the risk? I'm telling you, the info from this study will shock you. Then we'll hear from Ford Motor Company with a hilarious behind-the-scenes look at the latest Mustang Mach-E campaign. So let's get started with AAA Director of Traffic Safety Advocacy and Research, Jake Nelson. You'll hear why AAA doesn't even test vehicle crashes above 56 miles per hour. I have to say, I will never look at freeway or highway driving the same ever again. <laughs> so how you been? I've been great. Been great. Been busy. This uh, this particular report by the foundation has uh, it's gotten a fair amount of of media interest because it's it's you know, it's pretty big. It deals with speeds and crashes and and crash testing at a little more realistic speeds. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Jake will probably hit on that. But one one thing that I was surprised at when when doing this, I was like, why did we stop testing at 55 or 56? Uh, because no one goes 56 on a highway. Uh, and it's because that's anything after that kind of isn't measurable anymore. Cause it is because the destruction is so complete. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The I dummy, uh, somebody told me the dummy, you can't measure the dummy dying harder. Oh. Yeah. It just, it, that's at the point that the dummy's obliterated and the car's destroyed and the dummies are very expensive because they've got hundreds of sensors. So there's no, really no point in obliterating a dummy at 65 when he's already pretty messed up at 56. Wow. Yeah. yeah that whole thing is just scary. It, now it's even more scary with what you just said. The fact that at 56, it's barely, you're barely going to survive. Right. And we all drive like at 70, 75, something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. you have no chance. I know. Yeah. It, 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 I, know I haven't been on a highway since since we came out with that that survey, but I live in Northern Virginia and all, all the roads around here are when you get we get out toward the mountains, everything's 70 miles an hour. And, oh, yeah. and no one goes 70. Everybody's pushing it to 80 because oh, the, yeah. the figure is I've got that 10 miles of yes. uh, cushion before the cops bust me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and when you were talking about 56, I'm thinking, well, you know, we take the exit ramps at 56. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. Mean, main lanes, no way. <laughs> oh, and there's Jake. There, there's our man now, Hi, Jacob Nelson. Hi there. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. We'll stop talking about you now. 
All right. You guys have that new survey out. And I got to tell you, before I get my questions going, tell us a little bit about the survey itself, how it was conducted and with whom. So we partnered with the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety and uh, Humanetics, which is a manufacturer of crash test dummies used in vehicle crash testing around uh, the planet and conducted a series of three crash tests at speeds of 40, um, 50, and 56 miles per hour. Um, and for context, the speeds that vehicles are crash tested at uh, through the federal government or uh, by the Insurance Institute traditionally based on federal regulations uh, generally ranges between 35 and 40 miles per hour. And I think that it's fair in my opinion, that most consumers would make the assumption that when they hear about the results of vehicle crash testing that you know the government does or regulates, uh, that those results are applicable to the speeds that we all travel every day. And that's just simply not the case at all. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, the first thing I noticed was it stopped at 56. Who drives 56 unless they're taking an exit ramp? Yeah, well, we in our research, we stopped... Uh, at the speed of 50, impact speed of 56 miles per hour, because quite honestly, beyond that speed, we wouldn't have learned much more because those crashes are not survivable. So uh, that's not to say that we shouldn't be driving over 56 miles per hour. Um, but how that's relevant is that when we're traveling an interstate with a speed limit of 70 miles per hour, and we see that we're going to potentially get into a crash, what do we do? We apply the brakes, right? We slow down. Um, we engage in a, evasive maneuvers to try to not get into that crash. And so um, just due to those kinds of things, when we're driving 70 miles per hour, we, we drop our speed down a lot right before impact. And at the moment of impact, it's that speed that's impact speed. Uh, and for, you know, the goal is, is that we slow down, you know, the car we're driving and, hopefully whoever's driving any other cars involved also slow down so that the the speed at which those that crash occurs is is survivable and uh, is a crash where the injuries are not as severe i i got to back up to where you said at the very beginning that over 56 miles an hour is probably not survivable and that's shocking to me because we all drive faster than that Right. Well, remember the, the catch is if we crash at that speed versus traveling at 70 and slowing down to a slower speed before we get into the crash that we can't avoid. What kind of injuries are you seeing at those different speeds that you tested at? So, you know, the, the kind, what happens to the vehicle at these speeds is, you know, you have sort of the compartment where we sit as drivers and the structure of the vehicle is built to prevent intrusion or the crumpling inside that compartment. And at 40 miles per hour, there's you know, minor intrusion into that space where our feet are, where our arms are, and where we sit with the steering wheel um, to drive the car. At uh, 50 miles per hour, that intrusion is more severe and the steering wheel sort of juts up a little bit. And at 56 miles per hour, because of the way that the steering column moves up into the vehicle um, and closer to the body of the driver, uh, the crash test dummy's head actually went through the airbag and smashed the steering column. Uh, at at um, 
speed impact speed of 50 miles per hour, we saw uh, lower leg injuries like uh, tibia fractures. Uh, and at the higher speeds, we didn't see those injuries because the steering column had moved up. So fewer injuries to the lower part of the body, more severe injuries to the head and upper body, which are more vital, right? We're less able to survive those kinds of injuries as compared to lower extremity injuries. That is just scary to think of. And I know, I know you put the dummies in the, the driver's seat. Are we seeing similar reactions like if we had a dummy in the passenger seat or in the back seat? Well, in our study, we didn't look at that. So I can't really comment on you know, that kind of crash testing results. I will tell you though that, as I mentioned before, the Insurance Institute, um, the federal government, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in particular that does vehicle crash testing, uh, they don't crash at these speeds. And so it's kind of a moot point, that question, because speed, you know, crash testing isn't even done at those speeds. And so for that reason, they would not have looked at, uh, you know, crashing at, at those speeds and other seating positions inside the vehicle. Wow. Okay. So now you've got the data. What do we do with that data? Does it go to manufacturers and they try to build safer vehicles? What do we do next? Well, you know, you know, at AAA, we, we see these results and we think of all the people for whom the results can be meaningful. And so, you know, our members, everyday people, consumers in the United States, uh, we, this is a wake up call. You know, we want to make sure that people know that, you know, the crash testing you see on TV is, it, is conducted at speeds far lower than what we travel every day to and from work and, you know, running our daily errands uh, on interstate roads anyway. And uh, we want to remind folks that, you know, we all are guilty of overestimating the time that we save by speeding. And so, uh, for example, you'd have to travel 100 miles at 80 miles per hour instead of 75 just to say, shave about five minutes off your trip. And so how many trips do you take in an average day that are 100 miles? And so we're not, we're not even shaving five minutes off our, our travel time. And just these tiny little bumps in, in speed can have uh, unexpectedly high consequences in terms of the injuries that we sustain in a crash at that speed and the likelihood that we can survive it. The stuff that you've gone over already makes me not want to drive anymore. It really does because my commute every day is almost, it's a little over 70 miles it, round trip and it's highway and it's, it's interstate. And I'm thinking, my goodness, the odds of me having to deal with this are got to be tremendous. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can only speak for myself, right? And, you know, these, these findings for me as a highway safety professional, uh, really sort of changed my perspective about how I interact with other drivers on the road, right? So if somebody's, you know, coming up fast behind me, I just move over and let them go. Like, knock yourself up, buddy. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play that game. Uh, I'm not gonna stress out. I, I, I am less stressed out when driving if I'm late, because I know that speeding isn't going to get me there really any faster. And so my anxiety is better in those situations. And I, I feel less, less pressure to, you know, use the gas pedal in the way that maybe I would have in the past. And so it's just speeding isn't worth the risks. It's illegal, it's unsafe, and it's really not saving us the time that we think it is. I like the way you put that too, because, you know, we might think, um, you know, what do we do when we see, you know, somebody coming up on behind us, you know, riding our tail, it's not going to help 
you know, getting freaked out, just let them go. And then is, is the opposite true? Or is it just an old, old wives tale that if you drive under the speed limit, you're just as dangerous? Well, you know that it's something called speed differential, right? And so if, if most people on a segment of road are traveling at one speed and someone else is, you know, uh, too high above or too low below that speed, that creates a potential hazard because uh, if somebody's looking away from the forward roadway for just a moment and, and a slow vehicle's in front of them, you know, obviously there's a collision that can happen. If you're, you know, switching lanes and you pull into a lane with a, a vehicle traveling much, much more slowly, that is a potential hazard as well. So it's really not about, uh, it, what matters more is the, the difference between speeds that uh, vehicles on one section of roadway are traveling near one another. Um, you know, you had talked about what do we do with these results, you know, beyond everyday people like you and me, it's, you know, a, a reminder to um, auto manufacturers that, uh, you know, the, the, the technologies that can be built into cars today that can help control these kinds of things. And so there are uh, really fascinating technologies that can detect when there is an imminent crash and, and automatically apply the brake even if you don't. Um, and some of these, some of these uh, technologies can, can even stop your vehicle in that kind of a scenario. Um, so really cool, interesting, promising technology out there that can prevent these kinds of things. And then of course, there's policymakers from one state to the next. Uh, and you know, we've done some previous research before this particular study where we, we surveyed uh, road authorities across the United States, the 50 states in DC to try to understand the methods that road authorities use when making a determination about what the maximum posted speed limit will be. And I think the takeaway from that work, at least for me, is that there's great variability um, within states and across states and how maximum speed limits are determined. Probably the most common way uh, that these speed limits are set is using um, something called the 85th percentile, which is just where 80, the speed at which 85% of drivers on that roadway are traveling. And we all have heard of the, the five over rule, right? <laughs> well, our, we've done research at AAA surveying motors or motor, motorists throughout the United States. Um, and this is self-report, right? So they could lie. Um, uh, and so if anything, the results we get from a survey like this, where we're asking about risky behaviors that you might take while behind the wheel, uh, if anything, these results are gonna be an underestimate because people don't wanna to admit to doing the wrong thing. And um, while an overwhelming majority of motorists say speeding is dangerous, it's not worth it, it should be avoided, over half of them admit to have, speed, have sped 15 miles per hour over the posted speed limit within the last 30 day period. And so if, if state policymakers are setting speeds based on the 85th percentile, um, that's, that's dangerous. And it's, it's sort of a, a creeping increase to the speed limit because if, if the speed limit has changed from 50 to 60 and people are gonna speed over 60, then the new 85th percentile has just changed. And so where does it stop? Oh, it, it, it doesn't. So what do we do? do? Do we write our lawmakers? Do we you know, look for safer vehicles? You know, do we teach our kids better? Do we do all of that? Well, I think, I think lawmakers have a lot of tools uh, at their disposal to make better decisions about how maximum posted speed limits are set. And it's, 
this study and our previous work really isn't about lowering speed limits. It's about enforcing better the speed limits that we have for starters. And if and when there's a need to sort of reevaluate what the maximum speed limit should be on a section of roadway, um, we need to consider a wide variety of factors, not just where most, the speed at which most people are traveling anyway. We need to look at, you know, surrounding land use and the safety performance on that part of the roadway, how many crashes occur in that section of roadway, um, the geometry of the road, all different kinds of factors are important to consider. It's really not just about lowering speeds, it's about setting appropriate speeds. Well, and I got to tell you, Jake, 85th percentile doesn't seem real scientific to me. No, you know? kind of a gut check. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can do better. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. All that schooling to be an engineer and we just go with 85th percentile. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're not using our time and talent the to the best we can, are we? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, is there some place that we can actually see um, these tests, you know, on YouTube or maybe on AAA so that we can, I mean, it's gotta be just violent. Yeah, so Andrew can actually provide to you, uh, my colleague at AAA, uh, some links to the crash test testing that we did. And they're labeled with the crash, the, the impact speeds that occurred at uh, in the research and your viewers can take a look at that and see for themselves the kind of the differences in the kinds of injuries and damage to the car that occurred at those various speeds. I think it's going to be eye opening. It's going to be shocking to see that. Is there anything you'd like to add? No, I mean, I think we covered it, but I, you know, if your viewers remember nothing from this interview, they should remember that speeding is illegal. It's dangerous and it's really not saving you time. So why bother? Yeah, it's not worth it. It's really not. Andrew, is there anything that you'd like to add in? Well, well actually, I will mention one thing because you you asked you asked Jake this in a question, and uh, he he came at it from another way. But you asked about, well, can't we just build better cars? You know, more protective cars. But there is the law of physics, and uh, yes, cars are marvels of engineering now. However, these speeds that we're getting to are beginning to or really have outstripped the technology. And this, what we're getting at is this is really about speed. You just can't keep building and building and building cars to, you know, to do all this. Yes, the technology to help slow you down before a crash, that's important, but just more um, sort of passive uh, protections like airbags and things, that's not really, that's not really the future. And plus also there's the the sheer physics of the human body. Remember, when you're in a car and you're driving 80 miles an hour, everything everything in that car, including your body, is going 80 miles an hour too. That means your brain, your heart, everything. And that instantaneous stopping at whatever that impact speed is, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's only a limitation to what your body can handle. So that's also something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, so that's, that's why I would stress this is about speed. Yeah, I would echo uh, Andy's comment. Uh, thank you for reminding me about that. You know, when you are... Uh, speeding to that degree and get into a crash at impact speeds of 50, 56 miles per hour or higher, uh, you have pretty much eaten up the safety benefits provided by the crash worthiness of a car, airbags, seat belts, those kinds of things. And so we, we drive down the road thinking that we have all these bells and whistles and that we're protected. And that's true up until a point at after which we're not protected the way that we think. And I think it's a false sense of security that many of us have when we're behind the wheel traveling that fast. 
you know, we're just going to have to get those autonomous vehicles and they're just going to have to do it for us, I think, because I, I don't know if humans are going to change that quick. Thank you again to Jake Nelson for joining us. When we return, we'll hear from Ford Motor Company about the extreme tests they put the Mustang Mach-E through. I'm talking gravity, rockets, and lightning are just some of the stunts the Mustang takes on in the Mustang Mach-E Be Everything campaign. We'll talk to Ford EV Communications Manager Thea Tony next on Driving in Heels. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. Each week, Laura talks with auto manufacturers to keep you in the know about the latest and greatest in the cars, trucks, and SUVs you love to drive. Here's more Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. I'm Laura Reynolds, and you're listening to Driving in Heels. And in this segment, I'm talking to Ford EV Communications Manager Thea Tony about the bold and unexpected experiments Ford used to show the Mustang Mach-E power and technology. Everything from lightning to rockets and even DNA was used. And spoiler alert, the Mustang Mach-E defeats them all in the Mustang Mach-E v. Everything campaign. I think we're going to have fun today because this campaign just kills me. This is awesome. I mean, how did you guys come up with the Mustang Mach-E versus everything? Yeah, we, well, it, it go, kind of goes back to the, the early strategy and, and how we were, were looking at this really ever since the Mustang Mach-E revealed back in November of 2019. And um, since the time it revealed, there's just been a ton of interest in the all-electric pony. It's just been like sky high. And um, we've been really 
monitoring um, the searches that have been coming in from consumers and observing, you know, what, what kinds of questions they're asking and, and really recognizing that there are still a lot of unanswered questions, not just around uh, Mustang Mach-E, but just around battery electric vehicles in general. So um, along with that, we also have been watching automotive comparison searches. And just in the last 12 months alone, electric vehicle comparison searches have gone up using the term versus by 64%. So those are really the key insights that helped us lean into the creation of the Mustang Mach-E V everything and for naming the campaign that as well. That just cracks me up. I mean, it's just like, okay, we're taking on everything. It's a competition. Let's go. And so you have five different um, campaign or well, it's one campaign, but five different areas that you're going to touch upon with this. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we first kicked this off, um, we partnered with uh, BBDO New York, who is our, our creative advertising partner, and brought in the directors from First Avenue Machine, um, Aaron Duffy and, and Bob Partington. And they were really well known for their technical approach for filmmaking. So um, we wanted to establish five short films that would help highlight the strengths of the all-electric Mustang Mach-E, uh, but to do it in a way that's, you know, really unique and impressive and, and really visually captivating. So people would want to watch this and not have it feel like just traditional ad content. Uh, but in doing that, we really wanted to ensure we were addressing the questions that people actually have about the Mustang Mach-E. So in this film series, what we've done is we've established five short films um, that will pit the Mustang Mach-E up against really unexpected things, like uh, not just traditional you know, vehicle head-to-heads where you'll see this vehicle versus that, um, but it's Mustang Mach-E versus um, a lot of unique things like the force of gravity, lightning, a racing pit crew, DNA, um, and even a rocket. Uh, so we're really working to defy the expectations that people have around electric vehicles and Mustang Mach-E and shatter some of those misconceptions. And we're really being able to do this in a way that really only a Mustang can. So, um, and we're doing this while still highlighting a lot of the impressive features, capabilities, and technology and performance and range that come along with the Mustang Mach-E. So, and uh, the five films, I'd be happy to, to dive into a summary if, if you would like, or, or we could yeah. pick one, um, but that's kind of the campaign and a highlight there. Gosh, I, I don't even know which one to pick because, you know, you're talking about <laughs> up against lightning and then you're talking about rockets. <laughs> so maybe you could give us just a little taste of each one. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, and we can we could start with the with the rocket. And the key thing here is that, you know, a lot of the, the specifications for electric vehicles and for Mustang Mach-E have been out there for a while. Um, but the the general public is just still not completely aware of, of what these things mean or how they can like relate to their daily lives. So with this campaign, the five films are really trying to put like a creative visual context around this to make those ideas resonate with people. So in Mustang Maki uh, v Rocket, what we did is we went out into the, the middle of the Mojave Desert and actually launched a 12-foot rocket and um, attached a camera to the rocket. And it shot off at the same time as the Mustang Mach-E, as the Mustang Mach-E was darting across the desert and the rocket is going up, capturing on film the Mustang Mach-E and trying to highlight the impressive 300 mile range. So what was unique about this is that we talk about 300 mile range 
range distance and that it's very impressive, but it's not as relatable until you can actually visualize that. So by doing a, an experiment like this with the rocket, um, we were able to kind of put that really compelling visual context around it and be able to showcase the Mach-E on a map with a 300 mile radius in very relatable um, California locations. So, um, so viewers who see this will be able to kind of take home that key message, but also experience a really captivating uh, video. And then um, we leaned in on Mustang Mach-E v. Gravity, um, leaning into the impressive torque for the Mustang Mach-E. And uh, there's a, a really unique, uh, there's a really unique experiment with this one where we actually attached a rope um, to a pulley system that was hanging a chandelier from the ceiling. And the end of the other part of the rope was under the wheel of the Mustang Mach-E. And by showcasing this, the driver in the Mustang Mach-E steps on the accelerator and is like thrown back in his seat because of this impressive torque and takes off as the rope releases the chandelier from the ceiling and it starts to come crashing down. And it's just, it's an impressive view to just see the Mach-E take off and just the really quick, you know, um, fast off the line speed, the zero to 60 speed that we can hit in 3.5 seconds with the GT Performance Edition. But uh, this shoots off across the chandelier crashes behind it and uh, and the Mustang Mach-E wins versus gravity. So those are kind of two examples of, of how we tried to really bring home the messaging that, you know, the uh, battery electric vehicles and, and also Mustang Mach-E specifically has like really impressive performance and torque um, and also really impressive range. That is just amazing. I, this is one of the times that I wish I wasn't on radio and I wish I was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll definitely try to put the, the videos up because what a great campaign in order to blow away any myths that anyone could still have about EVs. Uh, you know, it's it's just amazing what you guys are doing, but you got to tell me about the DNA one too. I mean, because it's got to be something, you know, um, I mean, we're talking DNA, cars, don't have TNA, so I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, that that was a, a really fun one um, to shoot as well. We we really in, enjoyed that um, that film, and what we were able to do is we brought in two two twins that are, are nearly identical, and we wanted to put the experiment to the test. We're to, to really identify, you know, even though we say, you know, Mustang Mach-E has all of this personalized and adaptive technology and it's it's very connected and very innovative, you know, what does that actually mean? And, and can it actually tell the difference between two identical twins? So we brought the two twins in for, for the experiment. And um, as you watch through the video, it, it looks like we may have split the screen with one person, but they really are Two, two nearly identical twins. <laughs> and um, it's, it's really unique to see because um, as they approach the vehicle, um, each one of them is approaching their own Mustang Mach-E and it's identifying their phone as a key uh, that they've programmed to leverage instead of the traditional key fob. So as they approach, there's a, a pony projection puddle lamp that illuminates on the ground to greet them. It recognizes them individually. And so as each one is getting into their vehicle, um, then the e-latch um, illuminated circle um, illuminates for their push button to open the vehicle. And then our, our electronic e-latch system releases the door and each twin gets inside. And you're able to really see a one-to-one 
one-to-one comparison across the two twins and their own unique preferences and based on how the vehicle is adapting to them. And so some of these preferences are preset and some of them are, are learned, they're adaptive. Um, it actually has machine learning. So as they get into the vehicle, you'll see um, unique settings for their, um, for their, their seats and how um, their seats are angled. And you'll see unique settings for climate control. And then as they push the start button, you'll see um, an illumination of different ambient lighting in the vehicle. And they have unique selected drive modes. You know, one of them is in our unbridled mode and, and one of them um, is in, is in our, our whisper mode. And so um, you'll see very unique experiences and, um, and you'll see them engage with the integrated technology with our Sync 4A system and vehicle and a really impressive 15.5 inch touchscreen. And then as they go through this, um, you know, through this routine, we're also able to see how it's recommending to them, you know, preferred playlists that they prefer individually. And, and these are very different, you know, music selections and it's providing recommendations along their, their map routes um, of where they typically will go that time of day. So, uh, so we really wanted to bring this experiment to life to just really highlight the personalization um, the cloud connected technology and, and the adaptive technology that we have in Mustang Maki and how it can be very unique one to one, even for nearly identical people. That is just too cool. I mean, I, I love this campaign. And you have another one called uh, V Crew and V Lightning. And where can we see all these ads so that we don't have to sit in front of the TV all day? Yes, um, absolutely. So we have all five films available on YouTube, on Ford's YouTube channel, and then they will also be available on www.ford.com. And um, we're running a, a very targeted uh, media campaign as well. And there will be a debut on broadcast um, the 15th through the 20th of February. And then we have a, a very strong digital and social campaign um, that will be running across multiple publishers. And so um, you may see it in the advertising space, but you can always visit us on um, our YouTube channel or on Ford.com and, and watch all five videos. I hope you continue this campaign. I've got your next one for you. Are you ready? It's I'm ready. Mustang Maki v. Chuck Norris. Oh, <laughs> okay. What's what's the angle? What's the angle? Oh, what are we testing here? This is a million dollar idea because Chuck Norris always beats everything, right? But for once, the Mustang Mach-E beats Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's amazing. I will absolutely pass this on to our, our creative partners at BBDO, and we'll see if this is something they can actually build out. <laughs> or Chuck Norris or MacGyver. It could be like oh, yeah. a whole series. Yeah. I think you're onto something here. <laughs> I can see it now. You, you start the commercial with the Mustang Mach-E going through its paces, doing you know all the different things it does. And at the very end, you see Chuck Norris going, Finally been beat. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about with this campaign the entire time. It's like the, all the jokes they make with him. So, you know, and MacGyver. Exactly. Well, 
I, I can tell you, as we were going through our, our legal reviews, um, you know, all of these experiments and stunts were performed live. And that was that was really part of the most intriguing thing about this. And I was out on the shoot and there were super intense moments. I mean, just really building the energy of the whole crew on on the campaign shoot. And um, just, you know, throughout the bulk of these, we had goosebumps just waiting, hoping something didn't happen that we weren't expected. Like they were very scientifically and technically driven experiments, but there's always that sense of, oh, something could go wrong and we're inside of a building generating lightning or, you know, we're, we're actually smashing like these extremely large chandeliers and we're, we're actually building and setting off rockets. So there was definitely like an element of suspense and nervousness around all of us on the set. And then when we brought them in for legal review, um, that's exactly how we felt with this campaign. And it became a running joke with our team that it was Mustang Maki v legal department <laughs> making sure you know that we were okay you know to bring all of this forward in a way because we took extreme safety measures um but but they are you know these are real experiments and, and we really set these things off into play and and it wasn't just filmmaking it was it was filmmaking but with scientifically driven experiments so it made it all the more fun to participate in um, and it also leaned into the whole the everything theme <laughs> that we were carrying through with the campaign I love that. I, I think you must have really worried your legal department. <laughs> Only when they saw the raw footage of the rockets shooting off. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that is awesome. But at the same time, I'm thinking the drivers are going, this is the best day ever. <laughs> you know, when they get to do yeah, they, stunts. <laughs> They, they had a fantastic time and we had professional stunt drivers and and that's you know fully disclosed in in all of our our advertising and in all of the films but yes they were professional stunt drivers and, and they had an absolute blast you you mean i can't try the rocket trick at home absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> you know but, I, have, I have my classic mustang parked in the garage i'm not sure it would match up with the rocket but i could try <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not recommended. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Thea, this has just been so much fun. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, you know, we just, we really appreciate uh, your time and, and we hope that, you know, people are able to go out and check out the new exciting film series for Mustang Maki the Everything. I am jealous of your job. <laughs> this is so much fun. Well, Thea, I really appreciate your time today. I cannot wait for this interview to air because it was just a blast talking to you. Wonderful. Thank you. I've, I've really enjoyed the time and it was great to meet you as well. Thank you. Thanks to Thea Tony for the fun behind the scenes look of the Mustang Mach-E V Everything campaign on Driving in Heels. Every week I talk directly to the manufacturers to get you the latest information about vehicles you're interested in. No opinions, just straight fact from the automakers themselves. I'm your host, Laura Reynolds, and that wraps up this week's Driving in Heels. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Driving in Heels. There'll be more next week when Laura Reynolds talks directly to the manufacturers about the cars you love and the cars you want to know more about on Driving in Heels. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide 
at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.